Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. Hello everyone and welcome again to the One Point Safety Show. This is episode two where myself, Scott Hartley and Scouse Andy Lockhart will be reviewing the game, the 32-21 win against the Philadelphia Eagles. So getting into it, how are you Andy? Yeah, I'm good Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, good, been a busy week at work, Uh, weather's terrible up here in Cumbria, Um, don't know what it's like down your end. Yeah, the same, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a typical winter's day over this side of the pond. So if you're <laughs> listening in America, it's absolutely hammering it down. So we'll move on to our first section then, which is the game recap. And it is a 32-21 win away at the Philadelphia Eagle in Lincoln Financial Field. What were your thoughts on the game, Andy? Yeah, very happy overall. Yeah, yeah, we played really well. Um you know, I say, you know, there was elements of, you know, some mistakes, especially early doors, you know, the fumble that they got uh, that ended up being to a touchdown, you know, was chasing the game a little bit at the start. But, we, you know, we got a heads on the game and we, and we turned it around. And, you know, I think uh, we've got to give Scott Turner a little bit of credit for actually leaving his ego at the door for this game. Um, I think, you know, as, as you'll find out later on, in one of our actual um, things that we're talking about later, uh, I don't like Scott Turner. All right, so so for me, it's kind of it's hard for me to say to give him credit. Would that make sense? But he but he actually did a good he actually did a good job this time around. So can't complain really. Yeah, fantastic win in the end. I mean, really late one for us. You know, quarter past one mm-hmm. um, kick off in the morning. Um, I have no idea how you survived because when we uh, previewed on the last episode, you said you were straight in work the following morning. Yeah, um, and after a Monday night game, it's really bad because the adrenaline kicks in, especially when you get a win in the division like that. So I think I kind of went to bed about half past five, I think, in the end. So, yeah, I'm still on a high now. Um, it's the first time we have won on a Monday night since beating the Cowboys in 2014. Because the uh, Steelers game obviously was on a Thursday, I believe. So, yeah, it's um, 330 yards of offense, uh, four turnovers in the game. Taylor Heineke, 17 of 29 on passing yards, 128 and 10 rushing yards on top of that. 128 yards for Terry McLaurin. Um, And what was that that I really found interesting from this game was that the Eagles had not allowed any other receiver in the NFL in any of their games so far to go past 80 yards. Terry just has them and Darius Slay in his back pocket. You know, (laughs) it is absolutely seen that he is always, always going to play well against Darius Slay for some reason. Um, you know, Slay, I, th- I, th- I think he's still got Slay actually in his pocket right now. So. <laughs> he probably does, to be honest. He <laughs> probably took him. him home on that play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he is. oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, the scenes afterwards, you know, you saw the social media posts of, you know, the vet, the players playing the songs in the, in the dressing room, you know, Ron Rivera getting choked up, um, Terry McLaurin showing the absolute leader that he is. 
um, you know, coming in, finishing the speech off from Ron and just the vibe around the place. I mean, what do you think this win does for the commanders then, Andy? Well, it can only breed confidence, can't it? You know, it's, um, yeah, look, we've got to look forward and, uh, you know, I would say we're very, very happy with the result and, and obviously all the players were obviously dancing in the locker room afterwards, you know, acting like that they won, like that just won a playoff game, you know, um, but end of the day, great for confidence, go on to Houston, who are a win against the winnable side, but a little bit dangerous as well. That yeah. record's a little bit, the record they've got is a little bit tainted, I think, a little bit, you know, it's a bit unfair. I agree with you there completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's just, it's one of them standout wins. It's a divisional win on the road. You've beaten an undefeated team. I don't think any of us had this expectation whatsoever. Um, I certainly didn't. Um, and I know that for sure. I didn't even give us a prayer. So I'm very happy to sit here on the One Point Safety Show and eat humble pie. You know, I will happily do that. Um, a but custard pie. A custard pie. Maybe I need one yeah, in the yeah. face. That's exactly what it <laughs> is, yeah. yeah but no, do. I mean, yeah. a fantastic win. But one swan, you know, one doesn't make us, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer. So we've got to be careful with what we wish for. You know, we've got four really... Tough games coming ahead, um, but it's a block of win of, of games that you think are winnable, you know. So obviously we'll wait to see what happens with the commanders from that side um, and we'll have a look. Yeah. So we'll move on to our next section then, which is who made a splash and who did you think was utter gash? So I'll let you go first with that one in Scouse. Who made a splash for you on the offence? On the offense, well, you've got to pick Terry, haven't you? To be fair, it's an easy one to choose. Um, thing is, though, I mean, I know people keep um harping on about um, you know, Heineke not being very good, but the thing is, at least with Heineke, he throws the ball to Terry, you know, yeah. if he doesn't, you know, he takes, yeah, he takes risks, sure, you know, he, he got picked off fairly uh, in the game later on in the game. Uh, I called again, that by the way. Aim and, yeah, you did. To be fair, you did. You're waiting for that. You were waiting for that interception. Um, but to be fair, I mean, we all. I mean, every every QB makes make mistakes. You know, yeah. no one's perfect. Even even the goats, you know, aren't always perfect. And you know, um, but for me, it's it's obviously it's Terry because obviously he just destroyed Slay again. You know, he slayed Slay, <laughs> shall we call it? So, um, so got obviously big flowers to him. But I also got to give some flowers to Heineke just because he does keep taking the risk and actually trying to get Terry involved. And we need that. You need to get your best player involved, and and he and he's doing that for us. So I've got to give him. Yeah, Terry McLaurin stats there, 128 yards off eight passes. I mean, the guy is just absolutely balling. But as you said, you've got to give props there to Taylor Heineke as well. The ball that he threw over the top right into the bucket was just unbelievable. It was a fantastic play. And he put it in that position where only Terry was ever going to catch that. It was away from Slay, away from the DB. Not a chance he could do that. But the way that... I don't know if you watch um, Baldy's breakdowns um, on Twitter, um, Brian Baldinger. The way he jammed him at the start of that route was just incredible. I mean, it was just in your face and turned on a dime and he was gone. I mean, honestly, my knees were hurting when I was watching him trying to, you know, (laughs) dig that foot in the ground. But yeah, I mean, for me on the offense, then I'm going to give props out here to uh, Brian Robinson. Um, Brian Robinson, 26 carries for 86 yards. He is looking like he is getting absolutely back to fitness. I've watched the coaches' press conferences. I've listened to Scott Turner and um, Coach Rivera this week on their 
press conferences and they're saying that he's not even 100% fit yet. What was really interesting with watching him um, when I watched the game back again, because I do like to do that, um, it was the way that he, his legs, he just kept his legs moving. You know, if you are not taking his legs down, he is moving forward. I think at one stage he had a run, I think it was just before half time, leading to a Joey Sly um, field goal. He just he had six eagles hanging off him at one stage, and he just he was still going. And I just thought, my God, you know, this is the sort of two back set, you know, that we want to see. Um, it's took the pressure completely off Antonio Gibson by the looks of it, and mm-hmm. we're seeing both of them thrive, you know, and and it, and it just looks like this is going to be, you know, it's going to blossom into something beautiful, you know, and that's exactly what we want. So flowers, as you said, they've got to go to uh, Brian Robinson as well. Is there anyone else that you're giving anything out on the offense? Uh, I mean, I suppose you've got to say the offensive line to a certain extent. Um, you know, yes, we ran the ball 49 times. Yes, we got some small amount of push because you look at it, the averages are something about three yards to carry in general. So between Robinson and Gibson on the on the running back side of things, I think it was 49. 49 rushes, and we yep. got like 150 yards. So basically three three yards a carry on average. Now, again, only one t- one tackle was for loss, only one of the whole game. Unbelievable, so isn't it? So that's, so, that's, so that's great. It's amazing, you know? Um, which, so, so you got to give some props to the offensive line. But I would just like just a bit more, you know, just trying to gain those, rather than three-yard a carry, just a four-yard on average a carry. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which makes a big difference, that extra yard on average uh, makes a big difference. And then, um, you know, we need... A, a little bit more from the offensive line still, but a lot better than a lot better performance this time compared to previous games for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna give it one here. Um, and you're gonna hate me for it, but I'm gonna give one to Scott Turner. You know, oh. we talked, we talked last week, and you said you have to play the perfect game plan. And that was the perfect game plan for me. He called, I thought he called a fantastic game. That was his best game that he had called. All season that I think I think we've ever seen um, while he's been coaching in Washington. I think I, uh, I messaged you and said, "Did Ron have a word and say you're not getting on the plane on the way home if we don't call this game correctly?" <laughs> but my word, he, he 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 called the right plays. The RPOs worked when we wanted them to work. The offensive line did get up into that second level. Um, and, and push forward. And yeah, I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, really, really pleased. And let's just hope we can build on that. So then, um, is there anyone that you have who was absolutely gash on the uh, offensive side? No, to be honest, mate. No, nothing for me. <laughs> not, not, not one who was all, uh, tr- truly awful. He was like, oh no. my God, this guy, you point this guy out. I mean... You know, I say everyone played that, you know, they're kind of, I wouldn't say the best ever, but, you know, a good solid eight out of 10 from from the whole team, really. Yeah. With the odd kind of nine, 10 out of 10 sprinkled in there with the Terry and stuff like that. So, you know, it, yeah, very, very difficult this week to, to, to pick holes in it, really. I agree with you there. Which is great, which is what we want. We want to see, <laughs> it is, it is we indeed, want to see us dominate good teams and you know and win games every week. You know, I'd love to come here every single week and say, yeah, we were brilliant every single time. I'd love it. We just know as Commanders fans, Redskins fans, yeah. Washington football fans, this yeah, just is happening. you know this yeah. is not going to happen forever, is it? No, no, you no. know, the internal pessimist is already uh, looking looking at these next run of four pessimist, games, thinking pessimist, realist. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you want to call me, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> then Scouse, what are we going to go for with? the who had made a splash and who was gash on the defensive side of the ball 
Um, again, well, from Splash, again, very easy, very easy to uh, to choose many of the players, you know, yeah. Alan Payne, you know, destruction in the middle there, the, the awesome getting get pressure to the QB. Um, and they've got like the top two they're tackled for loss in the whole NFL, one and number two. No, um, unreal, isn't it? And in case you didn't, in case you didn't realise, everyone who's watching or listening to this podcast, we like the big boys up front on both sides of the ball. Yeah. You know, that's where the that's where the yeah. action's at. Um, yeah, for sure. For me, I'm going to give a, a special shout out here to Derek Forrest. He was unreal. You know, he's just mm-hmm. picked, he just mm-hmm. picked up a fumble um, recovery, took got an interception as well. Uh, that centre field kind of play where he was sitting in the centre field, it just looks like. It, he should have been there forever. Um, he's really come on as well. The way that um, when he took that um, interception away, he, he, he noticed it in a way he diagnosed the play and then, you know, just running backwards, you know, and then deciding I've got to break out here and go. The speed to get to the ball, it was in the receiver's hands and he still had the chance to take it away and throw it away, which was, um, you know, really, really yeah. great to see. He's he has all, come on. Oh, big time, 100%. I mean, obviously, last season, we didn't really see him because he was injured for most of it, to be fair. So we didn't really know what we had in Forest. We were thinking, oh, we need a free safety. We need this kind of or nickel guy or whatever. We need we need one of those dudes. Now, the thing is, since since he's been in the team this year, he's played every game, he's just getting better and better, this fella. You know, as you say, he's, so, he's, he's quick in the brain. He knows exactly where to be, what to be doing. And also, he, he's got the skill and, and speed to be able to do it as well. So... You know, the auto is very versatile. What I found is that he, he doesn't just play free safety. He, he comes into the box at, at times as well, you know, and he also plays a little bit of strong. So, you know, it, it's uh, and that, when curl changes, if that makes yeah. sense, they inter- intertwine between the two or with, or with when McCain's in there as well. He kind of intertwine between all three positions, all three of them do. And it's just, it's it's beautiful to see, to be fair. I mean, really, really, I mean, we can't argue with the safeties. I mean, I'm not a big fan of McCain personally, but he's a good backup. No, yeah. but you know, I mean, he's a, he's a definitely good backup to have. But yeah, and even but, when we move into them three set three safety sets, I'm quite confident at where people are going to go. If you've got McCain sitting in the slot, you've got Forrest in the set as the centre field, and then you've got Cameron Curl just doing his thing, pure destruction. You know, the, the safeties I have absolutely no issues with at all in the, in the, in this team. Um, young players as well who are coming on. Um, I suppose shout out as well to Benjamin St. Juice. He has been on fire for probably the last two or three weeks. It seems to have all clicked for him. And what we also have to remember is he's injured for a lot of these rookie seasons. So this is kind of technically, it? yeah, it's kind of technically mm-hmm. his rookie season. Um, the guy has just been on, on fire. They've got no problem now, by the looks of it, putting him on the number one wide receiver. They're just happy for him to say, there you go, you go and do your thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, he's, I say he's got the length, he's got the speed, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, the only thing is, though, is that even though he was very good against um, uh, the, the Eagles uh, this week, but but again, he did miss a couple. Of t- he missed. He missed a tackle for it, and then the guys got a, a TD from it. Yeah, he was caught well, on a really a harsh PI as well. So, so. we're supposed, yeah, in a harsh PI early on. Now again, you see those are the very slight mistakes that could cost you game, especially because we don't blow teams out. Yeah. So we just got to be careful with that. But but again, yeah, most of the time, yeah. And also, he's got that confidence as well now, as because now he's back outside rather than in the slot because he's not. He's not a slot corner. No. You know, he's too. He's too big for that, really. Like as in, like height wise, and he's just not. He's, he's not. Instant speed, as in, you know what I mean? Like that acceleration that you need to be so nimble and quick with the, with the, with the uh, when you're marking the 
the slot uh, the slot receivers. Um, you know, he is an he is a total outside boundary guy. All right, but yeah, I mean, but he will go against he will go against the the, the wide receiver ones. And he, he, he does a good job. So, you know, we can't, again, we, I love him. I love him. So new listeners to this podcast or watchers on YouTube, I am not your X's and O's guys. That's an absolute certainty. But watching these guys in uh, breakdown plays and watching the corners run and the, and the, um, the safeties running backwards, playing cornerback has got to be the one of the hardest positions on the team. You're doing everything backwards. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and you've got exactly. to have that absolute length and that speed to make sure you are chasing that number one wide receiver down the sideline. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I haven't got anyone who is major gash. I can't give one out at all. Again, we've got to win against an undefeated side in the division away from home. We cannot give anyone and say anyone was gashed this week. Not at no, all. No, for sure. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move <clears throat> on to something that if you listen to the first episode, you'll understand this is an absolute great segment. It is hotter than Dax Milne's sister. It is time. <laughs> is she hot? Gauss's sizzle. <laughs> yeah. So, so, th- so this week's scout uh, Scouts' sizzles normally would be about kind of ripping one of my own, my own team players or my, my staff, my, my coaching staff that we've got. But, but this week it's it's a little bit different because we played so well. There's not too much I can say bad about the team. Um, but number one for me, the Wingen Philly fans. Oh my god. <laughs> What you give it to him, Scouts. Them, bro. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, so they were booing their own players and own fans at halftime. You know, they haven't been beaten all season. There's the first time all season that they were actually even behind it at halftime in any game, and they were booing them. I say, like, oh my god, mate, your fans are awful. Like you think ours are bad? You know, we're we're still here. We're the diehards. Do you know what I mean? Like we 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 sit there through thick and thin. These guys boo their guys when they when they you know what I mean when they lose a half time in one game, and then when you go on Twitter now, unbelievable! Like everyone's still mourning about that face mask that was missed. You know, it's like wait there a minute, mate. You got a dodgy pick play when for us it was a third. I think it was a third and four or something like that. And you know, dodgy pick play that was um, that wasn't a pick play. They called. We had another first down. We'd been we'd been chewing that clock again. You know, we didn't get that. Were we moaning about it? No. Why? Because we always get that type of shit quality refereeing decisions. We're used to that. You know, these guys just can't handle it, man. They blame the referee for two two big things. And to be fair, they got dominated the whole game. We we imposed our will on them. We we kept the time in possession, you know, as 40 minutes to 20. You know, we dominate we dominated the game really. Um, and I, I think that's what they can't they can't truly understand why we dominated it. And I think that's why they're blaming the refs more than anything else. Um, we're having to blame on the own players. The own players just weren't good enough on the night to win. So blame your players. Stop blaming the referee and get on with it, you bums. Scouses sizzle. That, mate, was hotter than a hot <laughs> day in Tenerife in the middle of July. <laughs> Oh, I love oh, that segment. Man. I absolutely <laughs> love that segment. That's brilliant. So we're going to move on and preview then our next game because it's really coming around quickly on a short week. We are have an away game at the Houston Texans, the 1-7-1 and Houston Texans. What are your thoughts on this game then, Scouse? 
Um, I think we're going to see Scott turn it back to his old ways. Uh, I really do. I, I think, you know, that was just a special game because uh, the way he, played, he, he called it this week, purely because he knew he had to, because we would have got the story probably if we didn't. If you he, if he made Heineke throw it 40 times, we would have got smoked. Do you know what I mean? So so he's like, okay, well, the Houston Texans, they've got a bad defense, you know, and they have. Their defense isn't that good. Um, got a couple of decent players on the edge, but most most like secondary isn't that great. Um, they've got a dynamic so running back, though. They've got a dynamic running back in yeah, Pierce. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah, good, Pierce. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he's good, Pierce. Um, but again, thing is, though, our team's built for that. Our team's built for running backs. I mean, that's the reason. That's the reason why we spent five or four first-round picks on D-line at this, like over the past few years because to stop the run. The idea was, was to stop Sanders, was to stop Zeke in his prime. Obviously, he's getting a bit shit now, but you know those type of things, and also Saquon as well. So that's why we are. That's why we, we we invested all that capital in first first-round draft picks on that line. So we still got. Well, I mean, we've still got four of them left, haven't we? Still got four. Yeah, we've still got all four. Yeah, if all Chase four. is back, if Chase will probably play maybe a couple of, you know, a limited snap count. I think. Do you think Do you um, think he plays then, or do you think he's straight on that pitch count and he has maybe one count. or two plays? Pitch count, I think maybe more than one or two plays, but maybe maybe one or two series mm-hmm. and see how he is. Um, or bring him in for like, you know, like we really need to stack the QB at this point, like right now, you know, because, you know, the, the, maybe they've got the momentum and we're kind of struggling a bit. Yeah, you might throw him in then. But again, he will be playing probably less than 20 snaps, I reckon. Yeah, what's your thoughts on um, Davis Mills there? Young quarterback, obviously, in Houston. He looked really bright last season. Looks like he's regressed a bit this season. Um, you know, second season syndrome, maybe. Uh, I'm a, not little so bit, sure a, little, a little bit, but um, I'd say Mills, you know, he's, he's not a great quarterback, you know, but he, he can put points on the board, you know, with not great offensive talent. Really, he's got Brandon Cooks, um, who's basically passed it, really, you know. Um, and he's still producing a little bit, but that's because of Mills' decent throws, I suppose. Um, and obviously, he's got Pierce. But really, the, the receivers aren't that good. you know. Yeah, he so... also has the longest neck in the NFL. Well, I think so. <laughs> but it might be yeah. him or it might be Mike Glennon. I can't decide oh, which yeah. one's got a longer neck. I'm just wondering why it's all quarterbacks as well. Anybody else got a long neck in any other, other position? <laughs> I've never seen it to be honest with you. I've never seen it. It's always quarterbacks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah no, uh, no. So what do you what what do you think then? What's your prediction for for uh, Sunday's prediction. game? Prediction. Um, I think we win. I think it's going to be tighter than what people think because we never do blowouts. We never do. No matter how good we think we are and how bad the other team we think they are, it it, it never works that way. We tend to win by between like you know that that four and seven points normally. That kind of our normal win range. Um, so I'm going to say 28-21. 28-21. Yeah, I'd love to just not ha- have a game where I can just sit down and be like, it's the third quarter. Yeah, we're 14 up here. I can chill out a bit. <laughs> you know, it's just only... it's just a heartstring moment every single week without fail. And that's maybe that's what you're going to get with the roller coaster ride that is Taylor Heineke, you know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I also think this is a win. Um, I think it's a win. Um, I'd hope it's by about ten points. Uh, I'm going to go with a ten point comfortable-ish win. Um, I'm going to go thirty to twenty, Commanders. Well, another thirty bag. Well, we'll see. I know we got it. We just nicked it against the uh, the Eagles there, but that was only due to 
know, the last minute fumble, last second fumble, wasn't it really? Fumble for TD from Two Hill. Yep. Uh, we don't normally get 30 points, mate. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm being, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm being optimistic. It, call me at, call me at, uh, you know, at five thirty, and it'll be a totally different scenario. I bet you, I'll be you're pacing off, the house. Where's Haneke's pick? I'm waiting for Haneke's pick. <laughs> That's what you'll be waiting for. That's what you'll be texting. You know, you know it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll move on then to our standout game of the week, or what we believe in the NFL is our standout game of the week outside of our division and over in the NFL overall. And this week we've picked the LA Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers with a five and four record and the Chiefs with a seven and two record. Quick injury update on them. They've got no Hopkins at kicker and no Khalil Mack. And we've got game day's decisions on Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scandlin, which is easy for me to say. <laughs> Won't be easy for me to say. Um, yeah, so for me, you've still got, you've, even though you've got three guys, they three receivers, aren't they? All three receivers. All three receivers, uh, yeah. I think Kadarius Tony's the uh, the only legit receiver guy. that I think yeah, the they've main got. Guy at the moment. He's only been there a week, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's going <laughs> to be he's going to be the man. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, when you've got when you've got Pat Mahomes, you've got a chance, no matter who you've got at wide receiver. To be fair, um, you know, uh, I think I think Chiefs win. I, th- I think they win easy. I think they win reasonably easy as well. I think they win by at least. 14 personally wow i really do i, th- I really think they're going to hammer them um the Chargers aren't playing that well they've got, they've got very good players but again you know you've mentioned no mac and, and obviously kicker well obviously it's it's d hop isn't it let's face it <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's better it's an upgrade that they haven't got him kicking do you see what i mean because he's awful so so uh from that angle you know i i'm just more worried you obviously you're more worried you haven't got color mac playing you know he's a quality player but but I'm more concerned about their offense because you know they're all banged up there as well. So, you know, uh, I think the you got Eckler who, who had an ab, ab, abdominal injury, I think it was last week. Uh, but he played, but he was playing through that. Um, and then it was the you got the two receivers, Williams, who's got a high ankle sprain. I yeah, think he's, and he's out. He's I think, been out I think, a while, though. I think. I think he's been out a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. And obviously, you've had um, um, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's also been injured for most of the season, really. Um, and he's, he's struggling with his hamstring. So they don't really have any real dudes, like, you know, on offense. They've got Everett, who's the tight end, and they've got the other dude. Um, they've got DeAndre Carr, yeah. who's been playing quite well over uh, yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but is that good enough to beat a Chiefs team? No. No, you know I, what I mean? Like, do you I see what I mean? You, you know, I mean, I know the Chiefs defense isn't amazing, but they still got some quality players there on the defense, and uh, yeah, they're not going to outscore Pat Mahomes even with three guys banged up on on the on the, on the receiving side. It's just he's just a different level. It's a different level. Even I love I love Herbert. I like Herbert a lot, but he's not he's not Pat Mahomes. So yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, Herbert's been playing a little bit off this season. You know, their record obviously you are as your record says. Um, he's played through rib injuries himself. You know, he's had a few games where he's he, he's toughed it out. Um, but you're not beating Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and an Andy recalled uh, team in Kansas City. You're just not going to do that. So I fully expect the Chiefs to win this. Um, don't think they'll win it as big as you think by 14. I think it'll be a seven to ten point win. But um, I do see a Chiefs win there. Well, that's it for this week, then. So we'll wrap this up. Um, thanks to my lovely co-host, Scouse Andy. Especially liked your Scouse's sizzle part there. Um, look forward to more of them. We are going to do another uh, 
segment on this podcast moving forward called Our Monthly Mate. So we're going to get another UK Commanders Washington fan in the building and have a five to ten minute chat with them. So that'll be coming up pretty soon. But for now, you've got our ugly mugs. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in and listening to our second episode of the One Point Safety Show. I've been one of your co-hosts, Scott Hartley, and that there is Andy Lockhart. Or Scouse Andy. Or Scouse Andy. I keep calling you Andy all the time. And we've got to, <laughs> we've got to do it one way or the other. It's even well, that's Scouse. The reason, well, that's the reason why I say to put, put Scouse Andy, because, I'm, <laughs> because otherwise it's you think Andy, you think Burroughs, don't you? So, yeah, you do. So, yeah, so you for do. me, it's like, no, no. Need big to shout out to Burroughs. Yeah. yeah, big shout big... out to Burroughs. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, gents. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll catch you again next week. Ciao, guys. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter, at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.